Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Tiny Chuck <laughs> is going to be off his rocker when he yeah. hears this episode. Yeah. He's cray cray Cal Ripken fan. Did like, you hear the episode where like, he got hit by Cal Ripken? Chuck was being a dummy and he just walked into the street and all of a sudden he hears hurt and like he looks up and there's this SUV and there's Cal in the driver's seat. Deer in headlights. Deer in headlights. He saw the baby blues, he said. He goes, and I Yeah, sure. They're mesmerizing. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy, how's it going? It's going good, Chuck. Now, because Tiny Chuck was with us last time, he now needs two months off. Yep. I mean, he needs a break. I mean, that was a lot. One show on, two months off. Right. But luckily enough, because everything goes on a Ritz, we've got Ritz with us. Hey, Ritz, how's it going? Hey guys, everything is better when it sits on a wrist. Is that all right? I totally botched that. I knew I was going to botch it, but I was like, I'm going to take a shot and go with it. So it's everything sits better on a Ritz. Is that what it is? Everything is better when it sits on a Ritz. Love it. <laughs> or when you're so putting on the Ritz. Yeah. So many low lights of my adolescence right there. Well, honestly, that was one of the first times I forgot about that because I, I was young back then. I don't remember that commercial, to be honest. But now it started coming back to me. But when you got your email read on the big show. That was exciting. That was pretty exciting. Yeah, and, that uh, was totally fun. I have to admit that was I was just so happy to hear that. And then not to one up you, uh, we had ours read on the big show recently. Yep. That was exciting. Fantastic. So, yeah, yeah. So, so Tony can marry us. <laughs> Well, he can't really marry us, but he, in his house. he we said can we, can married, his house. we can use his house. <laughs> but apparently there's now going to be a waiting list, I think, because ah. more people jumped on that. Oh. So, and he was like, did I really say that? And they were like, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Michael did not seem pleased. And yeah, real quick. I, well, first of all, happy 80th episode. Hello. Is that today? That's today. Yeah. This is the 80th episode of the Loyal Littles Podcast. Holy cow. How exciting is that? Fanfare music. I know, right? Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have some later. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But we do have a nice uh, little Irish jigama thing for our oh, music guests. It's exciting. Roxy's going to love that. An Irish jigama thing. Yeah, whatever I tried to say. Okay. So we have some thank yous and things like that to get out. First of all, thanks for everyone giving me so much crap about Downton Abbey. Um, hey, you said it right. Well, but I didn't say it right, well, now and you, you had did. to correct me. Yep. Down, I'm sorry. Watch it's, it downtown, though. Yes, there's one letter missing. So when you look at it quick, it looks like it says Downtown Abbey. So that's uh, what I thought it was, not Downton. Chuck. Downton is not whatever. Downton. Whatever. So thanks for yeah, everyone that's been giving me crap on that. You're welcome. A big we we should we should start honestly. A big thank you once again. It's that time of the month, as they say. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> we got our annual donation. So oh, we yeah. wanted to say thank you, Tom Miskowick, for your generosity, for supporting the Loyal Littles podcast and whoever our other one is that is anonymous. anonymous. So we thank you for that. And people have been calling us kind of dopes, Roxy, for not promoting that. It's fine. I guess we, we can just throw it out there just in case. If you, if you do want to support the podcast, it is in the show notes, but it is just simply anchor.fm backslash loyal littles backslash support so if you head on over i looked into i didn't even realize they have things for like 99 cents a month mm -hmm. so if you want to get like eight great episodes for 99 cents a month you can do that or you can get them for free because we're still going to do them so yeah. don't worry about it yeah but we just don't want to be dopes by not telling you all what that is just yeah. in case you want to support the podcast and like we said and every, whatever support we get goes back into the podcast it'll definitely go back into the podcast or we'll give it to jingle fest or right. whatever needs the donation mm -hmm. at the time so we'll see but anyway thank you tom we always very generous and we appreciate it. All right. And real quickly, I guess I should give a shout out because it got me so excited. But 
welcome Tony Riley, I guess is how you say it. And it's, he's at ACR67. He followed us. And Roxy can be a witness to this. I got so excited because if you look at it quick, it's his last name is R E I L L Y. I thought it was Tony Reale who followed us. So you would. I, I almost jumped off the couch. I was so excited. And then I realized it was Tony Riley, not Reale. Which, Tony, you're amazing. Yeah. I mean, Tony, thanks for the follow. Yeah. And we followed him back, well, I believe. So, yeah. Tony Riley. Yeah. So we, we welcome all followers. You. But um, yeah, I thought it was Tony Reale. So, want, want. Want, want. All right. And then so we've got some emails and tweets and things like that. So, Roxy, you've got response to the ticket stub story from our last great Meet the Littles guest, uh, Sam. So who wrote in? Jolene wrote in, right? Jolene wrote in and she said, I hate it that for most events now, it's all mobile tickets. No other option. I have all my stubs going back to high school, including a $26 ticket to see Michael Jackson. $26 to see Michael Jackson? All right, let's not get too excited because you're dating her and that's not nice. No, but like, (laughs) I... That's so amazing. I know, right? Oh, it's absolutely amazing. And I guess we should say it's Jolene Wojcik. Um, I just assume everyone knows who Jolene is now in our fan base. And we had another one, right, Ritz? Yes, we got one from Chris Davenport. Chuck, I completely agree about keeping ticket stubs in 1993. I went to Philadelphia with biggest Phillies fan in the world, the great Jay Giannotti 982 for an April three game series against the cards and i still have those ticket stubs yeah nice so that's what i'm talking about people it's like and and like i said you never know there could be a no hitter a perfect Mm -hmm. game and i guess you could buy something like a program from the stadium that day but it's i don't think it would have like the date printed on it yeah does that make sense there's actually a company that is responding to that need that you've identified called ticket time machine And they actually create tickets that you can keep as souvenirs. Um, Wow. Yeah, I saw it recently. It's called Ticket Time Machine. Check it out. Interesting. All right. And then we uh, heard from Bob Sproul. Now, he's getting ready for the fall TV season, and he's been watching a lot of TV this summer. But he says, hello, Chuck and Roxy. As always, love the podcast. In listening, we have deduced that the two of you watch a lot of television. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Sure do. Mostly decades-old sitcoms and schlocky reality shows, which prompts me to ask, how can you have not watched or be watching some truly great TV series now streaming on various platforms? Specifically, and I'm going to go through these, but I'm going to answer in a very simple question. If, you, if you'll notice when I read these off, they all have stuff in common. All right, here we go. Marie of Easton on HBO Max. Hacks on HBO Max. Ted Lasso on Apple TV. White Lotus on HBO Max. Give them a try. I don't think you'll be sorry. Well, here's the thing. We, we don't, don't have, have HBO those. Max. <laughs> and we don't have Apple TV either. Now, I have heard great things about Ted Lasso. Yeah, me too. I don't know. And Mayor of East, Easton, Easttown. What is I, that? May- oh, is it is it Downton or is it Easton? What is it, Roxy? No. Mayor, Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> Um, now, Ritz, have you seen any of these? I will say I am not typically... You know, a binger. My kids make fun of me because for me, binging is watching like two shows in a week. <laughs> but the lovely wife and I had just recently gotten into Ted Lasso that you just mentioned. Oh, we're okay. Really, uh, we're really enjoying it. You I'm are. Sorry. Okay. I've heard great things yeah. about it. No, so no spoilers, but that's on Apple TV, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. We. How do we get that? We have I mean, to we subscribe. subscribe. Yeah. Uh, is there a code? No, no you just got to steal somebody else's login. <laughs> oh, that's Well, true. hello. Anyone, anyone want to give uh, up their Ritz, login? Ritz, what's for your us? login pass? <laughs> All right. 
obviously Bob wants us to give it a try. I think Bob, out of all those that you mentioned, that would be the one we would get. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Ted yeah. Lasso. Cause I've heard great things. He gave us a great description about all of them, but he also, I wanted to finish the email. It says, finally, RIP Ted the camel. Aww. My wife and I were amazed at the stories of the animals being walked around the block in the heart of New York city, a site I would dearly love to see someday. Cheers, Bob Sproul. Thanks, Bob. All right, let's get to our great Meet the Littles guest. This was a fun one for Roxy because it brought back some childhood memories. Oh, yeah. That's all we're going to say. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. The Loyal Littles podcast in your ear on the WTFC Podcast Network. Here's Chuck and Roxy. episode by Tommy Keys and this song is called The Immigrants Blues. Now if you like what you hear you can find Tommy on his website and that is tommykeys.com that's t-o-m-m-y-k-e-y-e-s.com or you can find him on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tommy Keys Music. That's all one word at Tommy Keys Music. And as always, we'll play the full song, The Immigrants Blues, at the end of the podcast. With nothing to also with nothing to lose. Days filled with sweat and nights filled with blues. But if for a while you could walk in my shoes, you'd soon have your fill of the immigrants' blues. All right, all you loyal Littles, it's now time to meet the Littles. And Roxy, we have a surprise fun one for you today. Ooh. Please welcome to the podcast, Lee Gordon. Hey, Lee, how's it going? It's uh, going great. Thank you, Chuck. And it's great to uh, to hear you and the woman to whom you are related by marriage. Hello. And, uh... <laughs> I've been saying that wrong, apparently. Yep. What am I doing? I'm adding a, t- a whom or a two? You're or? adding an extra two. The woman to whom I am related to by marriage. You've already taken care of the two previously, so you don't need to have it the second time. So it's the woman to whom I am related by marriage. Roxy, is, as always, is correct. Thank you. I, but I, I still, I'm lost. Like, I've lost track of the twos when she was even saying it back to me. So anyway, let's... let's... But I have, a, I have a bone to pick with you about your greeting. Wait, because could... at the end of your, your interview, you always say, as an homage to the show, but at the beginning, you say, how's it going? Which would, of course, get you banned from the Tony Kornheiser show. Well, ah. well I, I, I understand that, but that's, that's old school Tony Kornheiser. And well, so, that's true, because he doesn't, doesn't take callers. Right, before. I was a late bloomer. All right. Well, let's just get into you real quick, because this is kind of exciting for us. Now, we have a connection and Roxy doesn't know about it, but Roxy has the same connection. Ah. 
Because, well, first things first, I think Leah will be excited about this. When I told her who we were interviewing today, you literally said... I know that name. I know him. <laughs> she was like, oh, I know that name. Yeah. Now, she doesn't well, know you, obviously, but she's like, oh, I know no, that name. But I've been tweeting about pineapple on pizza. Yes. Her, taking her side. So. Yes. <laughs> all right. We'll get into that, too. Lee, take a second. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there and tell us anything you think they might want to know. All right. My name is Lee Gordon. I was born and raised in Manchester, New Hampshire. I uh, currently live half the year in Connecticut and half the year in Florida. And uh, I spent the first half of my career in radio. And for the last 23 years, I've been a full-time voiceover artist. I'm a graduate of the University of New Hampshire. Oh, cool. And uh, that's something I share with Claire. She uh, thinks she went to grad school there. But we are both proud UNH alums. And you were talking on a previous episode about colleges and initials and uh, like USC being South Carolina or Southern California. Mm-hmm. And there's a, an imposter UNH, the University of New Haven, but that's, that's not <laughs> UNH. <laughs> University of New Hampshire yep. <laughs> is, is UNH. They, they have a great auditorium there. for, uh, for oh, um, It's called know. the Lyman Center. It's a great concert venue it's it's one of the best i've ever attended. where did we play in new heaven we were there for new year's we were at the two- schubert oh we were at the schubert yeah, yeah you yeah. play the schubert schubert was uh, one of my voiceover clients i think i've done some commercials for oh, that. Wow. Nice. well that's history right there yeah I mean, you walk those halls and yeah underneath that stage and it's just like i actually had a dance competition there when i was about 14 or 15 years old and i was the only one in my group going around looking at all the pictures on the walls and getting excited oh there's julie andrews on that wall over there and everyone else could care less but I was super into it oh yeah (laughs) Roxy growing up in Connecticut would not only she would recognize my name but probably have have heard my my voice because uh, from 1987 till last year I was one of the off-camera booth announcer voices on channel three in Hartford so nice I'm so sure if you watch parents. Channel 3, which in Connecticut you must have. I'm uh, sure, yeah. That yeah. you've heard my voice thousands of times. Wow. I love this. Interesting. <laughs> All right, well, let's get it out there and sum up the connection because she'll find this funny. So, you know, when you join these little groups, you're, of course, interested to know, like, who are these other littles? Do I have any friends in common? Mm-hmm. La, la, la. Well, we found one. And I think you found me first, Lee, if I... Uh, yeah, because I think I might have posted the picture of Nigel's Corner and Hurley's, or I don't know how it happened, but I know that we somehow figured out that we, oh, maybe it's just seeing on Facebook when they tell you you have mutual friends. Right. And so, yeah, I think that might have been it. But anyway, yeah. it's Mr. Sean Andrew. Yes. Oh. Yeah. You know, that makes sense because he does voiceover uh, work sure and does. he does, yeah. you know, he does all everything. This other stuff. He's on Law and Orders. Right. Well, he's now. Kind of on Law and Order a lot. Yeah. His character yeah. coming back a few yeah. times. That is so and cool. And uh, he, he was an alien on the Orville. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. And here's the other thing. The only times I've ever actually seen him in person, probably three or four times, are at Hurley's. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> well, Sean and I go way back and yep. rocks yep. it too because we're all on the same bowling team for the Broadway Show League. And then, of course, I have to bring it back to softball. We yep. still currently play on the same softball team. We're, we play mm-hmm. on the local 802 American Federation of Musicians team yep. in the Performing yep. Arts Softball yep. League. Fortunately, well, he just had an injury. but um, Ooh, It doesn't affect his fake police career. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, he, he fractured two bones in his hand. Yeah. So, mind you, we just started the playoffs. But he's still playing ball. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not only just playing ball, quick shout out. He went four for four in our first yeah. round of the playoffs oh, wow. the other day. I basically benched him. He got mad yeah. at me. He, showed, he said, I'm going to be there. 
when I told the guys, okay, we have 11 and a half guys coming because Sean's <laughs> counting as a half. And he shows up and he was kind of, I could tell he was kind of angry that I wasn't starting him. I mean, he was in the line. He was going to DH for our pitcher. I could tell he was kind of bummed, but I was like, let's. You broke your hand. I'm like, you broke your hand. I'd rather keep you. I think we're going to be okay this round of the playoffs. Let's wait for the next round. Let's get you healthy, blah, blah, blah. But I said, can you even swing a bat? He's like, yeah, I could swing a bat. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Well, all right. Then I'll DH you today. And yeah. he goes four for four. We went extra innings. He leads off. It should have been a single and ended up as a triple. Long story. I mean, it's not surprising the dedication because oh, yeah. you yeah. played on a broken leg. So. Well, I did do that. Yeah. That was dumb. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but a couple of years ago, it would have been in December because that's the only time I ever see him is, but we were at one of these voiceover uh, mixers and I said, I asked him to text you and just text you a, a message. I say, you're not going to understand it, but he will <laughs> just say La Cheeserie. Yes. Aww. I do remember that actually. That yes. is so fun. That was really sweet. And that's that. during bowling season too. So, yeah. uh -huh. and, you know, so we were at Hurley's at the time. And, oh, uh, wow. So, all right. So the big question is, why the heck didn't you come to Hurley's for Summer of Littles 3.1 since you know well, it so well? <laughs> because I, uh, for all of the Summers of Littles, I have been going to the original mm. uh, ah. hosted by Bob Walsh himself because wow. yeah. so, right. I'm in Connecticut. You can't and, uh, beat that. That's a good excuse, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And word on the street was that you got to man the virtual Correct. Yes, I got to uh, sit at the table and uh, chat with several uh, littles from around the country uh, who were obviously uh, unable to attend a live event. Although at the brewery in the D.C. area, they had a, a live summer of littles and uh, Bobby Gottfried got on when I was talking and he said, hey, let me put this guy on. And it, it was Gary. Oh, of course, my little label there, because I realized at Bob Walsh's house, so the label said Bob Walsh, but it wasn't so he Bob. Did he think it was Bob Walsh? Well, no, I don't think, I don't think oh, he was okay. saying it. Some of the other people from, uh, from around the country, I had to explain, that, <laughs> no, not Bob. So Gary got on the virtual. How fun is that? Now I'm really yeah, bummed we didn't great. have that on. So. It, it is great that Bob did that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. offered that option. Well, especially when venues started having to cancel. Right, and, right. Yeah, that was a real bummer. And he and Connie were very gracious hosts, I must say. Good. We had a great time. Oh, wow. And a special event. We had, uh, at, at our Summer of Littles in Connecticut, we had a special performance by uh, Susan Peaks. Oh. The uh, creator of the Casper dog bed songs. Right. So she that for us. That was, oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, we heard about that. Mm -hmm. That yeah, sounds like great. fun. I mean, we had great. Sean, so that was cool too. But I mean, he didn't <laughs> sing any songs for us. Sean, what up? I don't, I don't think Sean listens, but. No. All right, Lee, can you real quick just go into how did you get acquainted with Tony and when did you start listening and all that stuff? All right. As I mentioned, I, uh, I spent the first portion of my professional career from 1969 until 1997 in radio. I was a disc jockey for a few years, and the station I was working at in Hartford changed format from top 40 music to uh, all news, and I found myself out of a job. Mm. And I said to them, hey, uh, I'd love to uh, stick around and uh, fill the opening for uh, the production director job. And they said, nah, no, thanks. We know you disc jockey types. The first chance you get to move to another station in another city, you'll take it. So I ended up working at an ad agency for a couple of years in town. And they realized I wasn't going anywhere. When the job opened up again in 1978, they called me and they said, uh, would you like the job now? And I said, yeah, I'll take it. And I had that job, production director at the radio station until... 1997 when they changed format again mm. and I was out of the job again oh, no. and they changed to ESPN radio 
Oh. And I was in the habit of listening to the station in my car. And even after both times when they fired me, I still uh, kept listening. And uh, they carried the Tony Kornheiser show. And I started listening and, until he wasn't in, on ESPN radio anymore. And then for a short period of time, I think he was on once a week on one of the XM channels. Mm -hmm. And then I saw that he was coming back with his, uh, originally it was the podcast of his radio show. And I started listening then. And then when he went full time uh, with his own podcast, I believe, just as with your podcast, I believe I've, I've listened to every episode. Aww. Wow. Well, that's nice. That's Loyal simple. listener. Mm -hmm. And then PTI came along. And you, are you a PTI fan as well or just the podcast? I'm PTI is not appointment viewing for me. I, uh, if I land on it, I'll watch it, mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily make it a point to tune it in specifically. Yeah. You don't tape it, DVR it. Yeah, no, I don't tape it. I don't DVR it. I don't like. I say, if I land on it, I will probably watch it. But it, it's not part of my uh, daily it's routine. It's not part or of my regular like thing. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, I just actually thought of another question, but we're gonna tease that. Okay. Because <laughs> we already got to take a quick break. So we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC. Podcast Network. Wow. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And Chuck and I are here with Lee Gordon, the famous Lee Gordon. His voice is awesome. I well, you've been hearing your whole I've life, been hearing apparently. my whole life and had no idea. So this is very exciting for me. Yeah, let's get back into it. All right. So Lee, quick question before we ended the last segment I thought of was now, is this something that you went to college for? You never quite said what you made. You, we know you went to UNH, the UNH. The real. The, the real the UNH. <laughs> now, is this something you went to college for? Or, and how did you know when you wanted to get into radio and all that stuff? I actually started out as a political science major. I have a, a dual major. I, uh, I am political science and communication. Okay. And when I started, we sort of partially invented the communication department. Because uh, it wasn't its own department at the time. It was, an, it was part of the speech and drama department, which itself had not too many years earlier just been part of the English department. Mm. And so speech and drama split off to be its own department. And then about the time uh, that we graduated, it became its own department. But we actually helped create one or two of the courses that became part of the curriculum. So, uh, yeah. And I actually started working in radio for my first paying job was while I was still in college. I would uh, go to college and then uh, on the weekends I would travel to a nearby city and uh, did a weekend shift on the, actually I didn't even have a car. The guy who worked at the competing station used to give me a ride. When he was done with his show, he'd come back over to my station and pick me up and give me a ride back to campus. And then- uh, What a nice guy. Finally, he was very kind to uh, give me, uh, to provide me transportation before I had my own car. Yeah, I mean, that's just such a great little story just to give this kid, oh, yeah. I, I'd say at the time, you know, this opportunity because I thought you were going to say, oh, yeah, I did the campus radio station and stuff like that. I did that. that yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. Now, I have a quick semi related question because I had a dear friend that went to UNH. He didn't finish, but he went to like the first three years and then just became a professional. So he just dropped out of college, essentially. Were you there when I think her name was Carol Luca Burns? Yep. You were? She was just Carol Luca at the time. Oh. 
I think. But yeah, she, I, she's yeah, a legend. Yeah, she, she's a legend there. Yeah. She, drama teacher, right? She was the head of Absolutely, the drama department. Yeah, she, was, she, she wasn't the head of the drama department when I was there, but she was definitely one of the faculty. Ah, oh. right. And then actually, this is all triggering all these memories. Okay, because I heard so much about her. But also then Marianne Plunkett. I can't remember if she won the Tony. I'm pretty sure she did for me and my girl. Mm-hmm. And that was like in the 80s. Yeah. I want to say yeah. 89, something like that. But it was after my time. Yeah. But we were off air in the break and we were talking about this. And you said Mike O'Malley, right? Mike O'Malley. He's also after my time. The, the one relatively well-known person that I was, uh, a couple of people that I was there at the same time as, there's Michael Antkeen, who besides being in the movie uh, Slapshot, was, uh, he played Kate Jackson's husband on some TV cop show in the 70s. I didn't know him, but I did know Peter Jurisic, who, um, if you're a fan of Babylon 5, he played Londo Malari, the um, alien uh, guy with the uh, hairdo that looked like Larry Fine from the Three Stooges. <laughs> and uh, you would know Peter Jurisic if you if saw, saw him because he's been in a million things. But, well, I um, think the point of the story, though, is that you've had quite a few pretty semi or famous, famous alumni from UNH. Mm-hmm. So eat that, University of New Haven. Yeah. And, so. <laughs> and my high school has a couple of famous alumni as well, including Buster Olney. And I found out recently Michael Kornheiser's mother-in-law. Wow. Small world. I have a really fun connection with Buster Only. Maybe I'll tell that story sometime. Now, this will be interesting because you kind of travel a lot, and but I and you grew up in Connecticut, so I guess it depends on which side of the line you're on. Where does your sports fandom lie? All right, I'm on the good side with you guys. <laughs> uh, although, my hockey fandom was with the Whalers. And so... When they moved to Carolina, I wanted to stick with them for a little bit. But so I'm kind of a Caps fan because of Kornheiser's show. But everything else is Boston. I'm a Red Sox, Patriots, and Celtics. Nice. uh, I'm interested in the Celtics, but I watch Red Sox games. I watch Patriots games. Mm -hmm. I kind of pay a little peripheral attention to the Celtics, but that's not appointment viewing for me. It's maybe watch some highlights, but I don't really make much of an effort to watch the games. All right. And I know we're kind of all over the place here in this interview, but one thing we forgot to ask in the first segment, because we know you've been to many a Summer of Littles events. Now, have you ever been to a Jingle Fest? Just the most recent one. That was my first. Like you, I never made it to Chatter. Mm -hmm. I do have a Chatter t-shirt when Tony decided to have them reissued. And so I got to personally thank Rob Culpin for uh, making sure I got it, because when I ordered it, I uh, was in Florida and I gave him my Connecticut mailing address. I emailed him and I said, oh, oh no, I, I gave you the wrong address. He said, no problem. And it showed up and it was great. Oh, so I got to meet Rob at Jingle Fest, got to meet Tony Beeson, got to meet Dina from Damascus and Joe Arrow and Jerry <sighs> Grelly. And uh, the only two people who were there that I had known previously were uh, Claire and Kate and everybody mm-hmm. else that I met was uh, was new so it was uh, it wow. was a fun experience I've already uh, made my commitment on the GoFundMe page for the one next year and I'm hoping that that it gets fully funded so we have it in yeah. Virginia again because I'm ready to go all right us too we're we're uh, we're hoping yep I get to meet you guys. I know, right? Yeah. Well, you could come down to New York anytime you want to meet us. (laughs) And you're right up the road here. I'd have to take the train, the Metro North train. (laughs) I'm sure I want to. Yeah. I'm sure I want to. I don't blame you. Yeah, Yeah. I don't blame you. Wow, that's great. Super jealous, obviously. Those names. It's I've I've said this many times. It's hilarious how I work with quote famous people all the time. Yeah. 
and I'm fine with that. And I think that's why I get hired for those gigs because I'm a you very, treat them like they put their pants on one leg at a time, yep. just like I do. Unless they jump into them, which is, would be kind of fun. Yeah. Anyway, go okay. on. But <laughs> if I get to like a chill fest and I meet that list that you just yeah. list, I don't know how I'm going to react. Quick story about that. Cause I got a job doing a commercial with Joey Bishop mm-hmm. because of that, because they had somebody else who they had intended for him to work with. And they were all gaga. They were fawning and fanning. And I was like, it was just a day at the office, basically. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. you're you. So, cool. Yeah. No big deal. And, <laughs> and so they hired me for, for that gig. And I got to be the announcer for, uh, it was just a local commercial that he was doing because some childhood friend of his owned a window company in Hartford area. So he came up here and did some commercials as a favor to this guy. And so uh, I was the foil for that. Only because I was not acting starstruck. Well, all right. So my one, I have to say this, tell the story real quick. Luckily, I was probably about 400 feet, 500 feet away, maybe, because I was up in the balcony where the stage manager was calling the show from. And I was not the production stage manager on this gig. I was the stage manager. We're back there. And this was a year we were doing, uh, I forget what award show it was. It was some award show. It wasn't the Tonys, but it was one of the theatrical award shows. And we had James Earl Jones. He was on Broadway that year Mm -hmm. and he was one of our special guest speakers. And so he comes up. This was like one of those, okay, my life is complete Complete. now moments. And he comes up and he was doing a mic check. So this is before the award show even happens. And we said, uh, Mr. Jones, could you please just check the mic? And he literally leans in and goes, Luke, I am your father. That's amazing. And we lost and we lost it. Yeah. I, I was just like, the, the place went nuts, all the crew and, you know, the other actors that were there. And it was just like amazing. And luckily, I wasn't like standing next to him or anything because I probably would have. <laughs> I don't know what. Anyway. Well, Lee, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to come in, on and meet the littles here. Now, as most people know, we pride ourselves in these dumb, fun questions, if that's OK. Those weren't fun, dumb questions. Uh. <laughs> ah. Those were fun questions. These are now fun, dumb questions. Those are fun. Let's get. To, well, I guess it's true. Let's. Those are. Let's get to meet you. Now these are. Let's get to know you. Because I mean, everyone's dying to know if you like crunchy or smooth peanut butter. I mean, that's just a given. I, this is kind of strange because um, the peanuts I buy, I buy from Trader Joe's. I buy them. They're called blister peanuts, and the reason I buy them is because they are the crunchiest peanuts I've ever had. Whoa! And I love that. I like but where this the is going. peanut butter. I like smooth. Okay. Uh, I liked where this was going. Now I no longer <laughs> like it. No. <laughs> My question is, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh. And do you eat it over the sink? I think I'm supposed uh, to ask that too. <laughs> I like pretty much all ice cream flavors, but push comes to shove. My favorite is butter crunch. If I only have a choice of one, probably going to be butter crunch, but I will eat it over the sink, but it's not necessary for the experience. Right. Okay, but can we go back? I, I really don't know what flavor. Is that like um, Butterfingers mixed in? It's like butter pecan, but it's, oh, instead okay. of nuts, it has little candy bits in it. Oh. Okay. All right. Like little, yeah. I, yeah. But, I, you know, I also like Heath Bar Crunch or, or yeah. I like all kinds of flavors, but, um, yeah, Butter Crunch is it. All right. Well, let's uh, actually do another get to meet you kind of question. What is the worst thing you did as a kid? Mm. If you can say it on air. <laughs> well, the dumbest thing I ever did was I once locked myself inside of a locker. Like you did? Yeah. Or someone threw you in and No, shut no. I, I got into the locker and closed the door behind me and couldn't get out. 
You just needed some alone time, and that was the one place where no one would bother you. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> after a while, I got a, got tired of the alone time. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, and thought maybe so, I would be. How did you how get did that out? end? Yeah, how did you get out? How did that end? I was, I mean, I was obviously a little kid at the time. Yeah, right. Uh, and probably figured out how to work the latch and get myself out. Although one time when I was having a Super Bowl party at my house, one of my friend's kids managed to, he managed to lock the bathroom door behind him when there's nobody in there. I had to break into my own bathroom with a credit card. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but can we go back to the locker? Do you remember as a kid? Did like, how did you get out? And someone finally let you out? Oh yeah, I banged on, I was banging oh. on the door and somebody finally oh, okay. came yeah. and, and opened it. Well, that's good. All right, Roxy, do you have so one funny. more? What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? Okay, I've given this a thought, actually. Ooh. Of course, the obvious answer, the standard answer, is the wheel. But, um, <laughs> but So if you can't say the wheel, I think it's a choice between two. Okay. And one along the lines of the wheel is the spring, and the other one is writing. Mm. Oh. I'm thinking that, that maybe writing is the greatest invention of all time. Huh. I like That's that deep. answer. That's deep, sir. So let me get us back on track and ask you, <laughs> if you could be a cartoon character for one week, who would it be? Mr. Peabody. Ah. <laughs> That's a good one. So thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. How can we get in touch with you? Is there anything you need to plug or anything like that? All right. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I have several uh, Facebook friends amongst the Littles population, including, I'm happy to say, quite a number now that I have actually met in real life. Mm. Uh, I am on Twitter, Lee Gordon Voice. My website is LeeGordonProductions.com. And um, that's pretty much it. Nice. Excellent. So head over to the website if you need any voiceover work or commercial work, that's anything right, like yeah. that. Well, thank you again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate the time. My pleasure. All right, all you loyal littles, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris Davenport from Whiting, Indiana, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Lee Gordon. So much fun. Roxy, some good times, some good memories for you. Oh, yeah. And I want a little cleanup on aisle, I guess, 80, we'd call it, since this is our 80th episode. Unbelievable. I did do some homework after the interview, and it was Marianne Plunkett who won the Tony in 1987 for me and my girl. And it was kind of cool because it was nice to see that they were recognized because that was the year Les Mis opened on Broadway. Mm. So obviously Les Mis swept almost all the categories. Yeah. It's, it's an epic show. So right. we understand that. But she won the Tony for Best Actress and then Robert Lindsay won the Actor Best Tony for me and my girl as well. So I, I was glad to see that they were recognized. It, it's a great show. Littles, if you've ever seen it, it's a, it's a fun, it's a tap show, Roxy. So yep. there's some tap dancing in it. Yep. So she was a UNH alum and so that was one of their claim to fames. All right, you two. Well, we haven't done this in a while. Let's get to the news. All right, Roxy. Well, what do we got going on here for our 80th episode? Headline, Boston woman attempting to visit every train station in record time by Ben Hooper. I saw this. Yeah. 
A Boston woman is attempting to break a Guinness World Record by visiting every train station in the city in under seven and a half hours. Maya Jonas Silver, 29, a lifelong rider of the Massachusetts Bay Transportation Authority trains, said she and her fiance are moving to New York in two weeks, and before she leaves Boston, she wants to pay tribute to the MBTA by breaking the record. Jonas Silver set out Friday morning at 521 from the Riverside Green Line station and is attempting to visit every station in the city in less time than Alex Cox and Dominic Deluzio, who set the record in 2019 by visiting every station in 7 hours, 29 minutes, 46 seconds. Jonas Silver admitted the record would not be easy to break. There's this construction right here, which definitely adds some time, and then there's also construction at the end of the E-line in Jamaica Plain, she told WHDH-TV. Well, she should have gotten in touch with Sully to suss that all out, right? right? I mean, hello. Now, I have an update, Roxy. We have a tweet from the MBTA, so this is kind of exciting, and it says... Congratulations to Maya Jonas Silver for setting a new speed record for the fastest time to travel to all MBTA subway stations. Your name will go down in T history. You will be missed, but we wish you the best in New York. Next record, the MTA. Now, can we talk about this for like yeah, 20 seconds here? How, Ritz, what's your estimate? Like, how long do you think it would take? It would take days, wouldn't it? For New York. You know, as you were talking about this, I remember a few years ago, and I think it was also like two college students who did it in New York City. They did. It was like this incredibly well-researched, well-documented plan. I mean, it was kind of incredible, and I think it was something like 22 hours to cover because obviously – our subway system is oh, a lot bigger than yeah. Right, right. Before we forget, I, I did want to compliment Maya. It, she did it in seven hours, four minutes, 29 seconds. So she, she, did, crushed she it. destroyed the record. Yeah. So good on her, first of all. Now, you're saying this was 20. I figured it had to be almost a day or if longer than a day, but 22 hours, almost a day. Now, I, I mean, again, I don't know. It's something worth looking up, though. Maybe right. someone since then is there must be a Guinness Book record for it if there's one for the T in Boston. I'm sure. Now, Roxy had a good point. Does that count? There's a what is it? A light rail in Staten Island? There's a a train. There's a train in, but Staten it's not Island. a subway. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, yeah. I did not know I that. I'm pretty sure you get on a South Ferry. And then you can ride but it's underground. Uh, maybe I'm I don't know. We'll have to check sure. that out. I'm not sure because I know there's parts of the subway, like in Queens, it goes above ground. I mean, I lived there for four years, but, but still, I didn't go on it. Yeah, but it's still the subway. So my gosh, that I can't even imagine. Yeah, now, I mean, every borough that would take. I mean, a very we live in Midtown, time. and just to get to Coney Island, Ugh. it seems like it takes forever. Two so, hours. Yeah, it's like it's ridiculous. So I no, I'm not into that. <laughs> I mean, it's not worth, I mean, because, you know, as we all know, I take part in breaking a Guinness Book World Record every night when I go to work. So, I mean, you know, I don't need to be riding on a subway to break any records, (laughs) even though it's not my record. And for those of you that don't know what I'm referring to, I'm referring to our show that I do here in New York City, because our lead actress... Has been in the show since 1987. And she's missed four performances. She's been in Sports Illustrated with Cal Ripken. She's the Cal Ripken of Off-Broadway is what she's called. And she's got the most consecutive performances in a play in New York by a female. Yeah. In the Guinness Book. So every night, every night she breaks the record. She breaks her own record every night she goes on. So anyway. All right, uh, Ritz, what did we have from you? Yeah, so a couple of interesting things this week for all those people that follow me for useless bits of information. I like it. Uh, so we had kind of footnote in history. So we all know of 
Don Larson's perfect game in the 1956 World Series, the last out of that game was a pinch hitter by the name of Dale Mitchell. And this week would have been his 100th birthday. I went down the Dale Mitchell rabbit hole and was interested. What I found out was that he was actually quite a credible hitter earlier in his career, that the 1956 World Series was the last at-bats of his career. He had just been picked up by the Dodgers at the end of that season for their pennant race. He had had a really nice career in the American League with the Indians. I think he was third in the league batting one year, led the league in triples one year. But here's the interesting thing. He was struck out on a called strike three to end Larson's perfect game. And this is a guy who, in his 12-year career, only struck out 119 times, I think. He had an incredible batting eye. It was kind of this weird irony, unfortunately, that being, I think it was the next to last at-bat of his career. He ended up being known as the guy who struck out looking to end a perfect game. For Don Larson, wow. That's crazy. Interesting. Well, and that's important in this week, but we also have another important in this week, and that is on August 26th is National Toilet Paper Day. So we wanted to make sure we recognize that. And speaking of Guinness Book World Records, we have another very important news item. Man balances 101 toilet paper rolls on his head for a new Guinness Book World Record. David Rush who has broken more than 200 Guinness records to promote STEM education, said the toilet paper rolls were more difficult than his previous balancing records because the rolls aren't rigid, making it more difficult to get an even balance. Rush said there were multiple failed attempts before he determined that the best shape for the stack was a pyramid atop an inverted pyramid. Whoa. I I haven't seen pictures of this, but I really need to. The serial record breaker was eventually able to get all 101 rolls in place and balanced on his head for enough time to take the record for most toilet paper rolls balanced on his head. Wow. So this got me thinking. This got us thinking. Actually, I'll give Roxy all the credit for this. Here at the Loyal Littles Podcast, we haven't done a competition in quite a while here. Right. Uh, a Last contest, time was contest. the lookalike contest. Yeah, it was the lookalike mm-hmm. contest. So we're thinking to honor Toilet Paper Day, we need to have a new contest. And I think what we're going to do is we have some a great prize that we're going to give out. And we need you to take pictures or videos. Videos would be funnier, I think. But a picture's fine of you balancing as many rolls of toilet paper on your head, Littles, as you can. And tweet that at us. We're calling it the Toilet Paper Challenge. The Toilet Paper Challenge. And tweet that at us at Loyal Littles Pod, or yep. you can send us an email if you want with a picture. How long are we? I don't know. Let's go? just see how this goes. Let's see what kind of response we get. Okay. Maybe it'll just be for the week. Okay. Since, you know, it is toilet paper day is in this week. Sure. Last week, of, or it's not quite the last week of August, but almost. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. And let's see who we can get. I mean, we'll probably start the ball rolling, the roll rolling. Oh, I missed <laughs> an opportunity there. And uh, we'll get the roll rolling. We'll post some of our own pictures. And, uh, we might need to get more toilet paper. Oh, are we almost out? Maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe I'll do it at work I'm then. Nervous. I'm nervous that this is going to cause widespread toilet paper shortages. Oh, maybe. <laughs> that, that could be fun. People would be like, what's going on again? Oh, well. The, oh, the Loyal Littles podcast is having a toilet paper <laughs> we're having challenge. having a contest. <laughs> um, so, Ritz, we're, we're going to have to get on that. We'll, we'll get Tiny Chuck and uh, Simon on it too, and we'll yep. see what they can come up with. So, you know, yeah. It's funny when you, were, when you were saying about this record, all I can envision was like a vertical stack of toilet paper rolls and i'm thinking how is that possible to have what did you say 101 rolls yeah and how tall 
that be? But then you said it was a pyramid, so that, right. that'll be interesting. I still don't quite understand don't how. Either. So the only thing I can think of, I'll have to see a picture of this. The only thing I can think of is maybe he had it like on a board and then balanced the board on his head. Maybe. That's the only oh. thing I can think of. I don't know for sure. I'm going to have to look it up. There was no pictures in the article that we got. So I'll have to deep dive this and uh, check into it. Make but sure you guess- warm up your necks. Don't hurt your necks doing this. <laughs> but I think I, I want our challenge to be just the toilet paper rolls. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what we get. All right. So that's, that's our challenge, Littles. We'll have a really nice prize that we'll get out for the winner. We'll say at least a week, maybe longer. We'll see how, what kind of response we get. If you're, if you're an over, though, you do <laughs> your head. If you're an under, you have to stand on your head. Ritz, Ritz stepping it up. I don't think we're going to do that, Ritz. But we expect that from you, Ritz. So let's see you on your I head. I can't and... stand on my oh, head. I'm going to vow over. <laughs> All right. Well, Roxy, speaking of, if they want to enter the contest, how can they get in touch with us? You can email us at WTFCPodNet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And if you're Tony Reale, just find us anywhere. Anywhere. That would just be great. And don't forget, if you're on Apple and iTunes and you listen to the podcast over there, please don't forget to give us a nice rate and review. That's always really helpful. We really appreciate it. And real quick, once again, thank you, Lee Gordon, for coming on as our Meet the Littles guest. And thanks to the great Sean Morrissey for his impersonations and Chris Davenport for our bumpers this week. And as always, if you're out shopping online tonight, don't forget to use the code. Roxy, is, as always, is correct. We came from the highlands. We came from the from the cities, we came from the towns. We came on the main road, we came on the railroad, we came in our thousands and set ourselves down. With nothing to also, with nothing to lose. Days filled with sweat and nights filled with booze. If for a while you could walk in my shoes, you'd soon have your fill of the air.
Days filled with sweat, nights filled with bruise But if for a while you could walk in my shoes You'd soon have your fill of the emigrant's blues You'd soon have your fill of the emigrant's blues We've nothing to own, so we've nothing to lose Days filled with sweat, nights filled with bruise The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.